everyone, welcome to the Pole Strong Podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Delighted today to introduce you to the amazing Jade Bensulim. She has formerly competed at Miss Pole and World Pole, and she is a Dragonfly Ambassador. Jade, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> how, how, well, first of all, how are you? How have you found the last year? Oh. <laughs> how long yeah. have we got? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I actually think it's been re- I think it's been great for the industry. It's been interesting. It has been interesting. How's what's your best words? <laughs> what's your take on it? What how have you found it? How have you adapted? You know? Do you know what? There's been many, many highs and lows. <laughs> I think, yes, I've I think everyone's kind of about myself that. as well, but learned a lot about myself and how much I can handle and what I can do. But I think it's been quite nice because I myself, everyone's kind of, you've met loads of different people in the industry that you wouldn't normally get to meet, which is amazing. Like so many people online and stuff like that, which has become available to everyone, which is amazing. Um, So again, like some highs and some lows. Lows is, well, of course, we've been locked down. We haven't been able to see real people for so long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but no, I think, yeah, it has. It's been quite a good thing for the industry in a way as well, just because you get to train with people from all over and just get to speak to people you never normally would which is nice yeah and that's what I think is amazing like over lockdown I did a couple of classes um with people internationally yeah and like you would never ever be able to to do anything like that and I think how everybody switched to an online platform Mm -hmm. everybody adapted quite quickly um but yeah I I think it's and um, people are still doing online classes now you're still doing online classes yeah, right still doing online classes they're still again they're up and down because people have been enjoying the sun going back to the studio but there's still like enough people to still run them and some people have become a little bit addicted to them which is nice but and it's just yeah they're still they're still running I think online probably will still be a way forward for quite a while until we know what the way of the world will be because again we still don't know what's going to happen tomorrow no this <laughs> so. is true this is true but I do I do agree with you I think it's here to stay yeah I think people have got so used to their environment in terms of training at home buying a pole even I think the way in which people's time and how they prioritize their time has changed yeah. so you know maybe if you had like a later pole class now everybody's working from home and is at home so much more you know people are finishing and then to be able to train straight away online at your convenience I think is is super super beneficial but yeah I think everybody will agree it's like been really up and down yeah <laughs> so my first question really is how did you get into pole fitness like where did it all start for you probably the same as most for a laugh <laughs> yeah, yes yeah the same as everyone yeah I was working where I was working at the time I just had like an admin job and I was quite new to it and I think it was a receptionist at the time and she was just like oh um, I'm gonna start going to pole dancing classes I was like okay <laughs> have fun she like and she went and she's like you should come and I was like no no I no I don't think I'll be good at that I hated the gym didn't do anything and I was like no I just about like walked from the car to the office I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and then one day I said look right I'll come and I on I was instantly hooked I think it was that moment the next day when I went to work and I couldn't open a door properly like the fire door and I was, like, <laughs> and I was just like this just... we've all been there we've all been yeah. there all yeah been there. I was just hooked <laughs> so did you have a sporting background at all like or had you ever like done sports when you were younger did you have an interest or was it purely for just a bit of a laugh and then you were just yeah, hooked? a little bit of a laugh 
and that was literally I did nothing when I was younger I, I wish I did now because I'd be so much better <laughs> my god yeah and you know what as well you can you can spot the gymnasts and ballerinas yeah. like you only just have to teach them one move I was in I was teaching a girl in hoop last week and I was like you're a dancer aren't you you're yeah. a gymnast <laughs> you bitch yes, <laughs> They're so flexible. <laughs> yeah no you're totally right I, I totally wish I had done the same so with that then so you were working an admin job and you went along and you loved it so where did you make that transition when did you start doing this more start teaching what point did you realize that this is what you want to do full-time because you do you do it full-time yeah now I do yes yeah 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 yeah. yeah, I went full time teaching probably the year before COVID happened. So probably okay. not the best time to go full time teaching without a studio. But hey, here we are. But I think I taught um, not taught. I went to classes in a gym. So it was a first in a gym. So it was just like every week, like once a week here, there. And then I got a pole at home, started training a little bit at home. Um, and then it stopped for a bit. Then I hurt myself because I was training at home, doing what I was doing. Had a little bit of time off, you know. <laughs> Then went back and then I think I found I found a studio um, in Southend, um, Essex that I started going to. Really nice studio. And then I went on to YouTube. I was watching people and I was following people like Jessie Ann Norris, Sarah Scott, yes. these amazing people. And I was just like, oh, this is good. And I was watching them compete and I was thinking, oh, they're doing it on a stage. And I was thinking all this stuff they're doing. I was like, that is amazing. Like, and I realized how much more pole was and started mm. really researching. I, like, I want to do that. So I said to my instructor at the time, I want to compete so I did loads of research and my first comp I did was actually pole theatre the it was the heats it's when they had heats and then you do the yeah, yeah, yeah. final um and that was the first comp that I did and then luckily won the heat and went to the final and then that transition through there I met Dan and started training with Dan yes and then I had a big year of pretty much competing with Dan and then a year after that I started teaching for him and then it just went from there <laughs> so did you start teaching for Dan yeah I see. So you were quite naturally like you, you knew you wanted to compete when you saw everybody else. Like yeah. you just, you knew that that was what you wanted yeah. to do. So you did the pole, pole theatre first and then you did Miss Pole 2018 and then yeah. World. Yeah. How was, how was that must have been crazy oh, to even be placed as a finalist, by the way, is insane. <laughs> It was mad and it was, yeah, I didn't think I would, because when I got into MPD, I always wanted to do MPD and I luckily played, and it was, I think, one point in it. So it was really, really close So that. I was just like, I'm happy. Kill me now. I could die happy now. <laughs> I was done. I was made. And then they contacted and said, oh, you know, you can go to the world because you're qualified. And I thought, okay. Wow. It's only over in Belfast. It's not like it was across the world. So I thought, that's not too far. Over, only over the water. So I thought we'd do it. And then I think I actually ranked like fifth or something like that. Wow. Um, which I was very, very happy with myself. And I still messed a lot up on the day because I got to my head like, I should be here. I, I don't know why I'm here. I don't deserve to be here. <laughs> oh, bless you. But no, it was that was an experience. It was amazing. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, I bet. And I bet it's it's super helpful to be able to teach others how to compete. So yeah. who was who? How did you even because I've looked at competing before and then but I get overwhelmed with where to even start. Yeah. Like <laughs> song choice and then theme and then choreography and then outfit. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is just so much. Yeah, there's so much to it. <laughs> yeah. So where did you even start? Like, how did you even prepare for that? I can't even remember how I started thinking. I think the first one I did, I went with like, I think my theme was bullying. So I kind of went with like 
something that was relevant to me that happened years and years ago and I thought that's kind of relevant to pretty much everyone so I went with Definitely. that story so I thought I would do that and then I thought actually it's quite I found it more beneficial telling a story I thought that kind of works for me and then over the years that sort of changed and Dan would come up with these good ideas for other stories and we would put stuff together and then I don't I think the last couple didn't have a story as such but then it kind of turned into more I would start to find songs that I felt like I could move to um, yeah differently so rather than then telling the story I was like you know what I'm gonna get a piece of music that I feel a feel a connection to and then just move to it and whatever happens from there happens and sometimes a story would come out of that yeah um, which kind of worked for me because I always think I have a couple of students when they complete they're like oh what do you think of this song and I'm just like well if you like it and you can move to it I'll work with whatever you want me to work with and help you it's up to you you've got to perform to the end of the day not me <laughs> That's yeah and I think that's <laughs> I think music is huge music for me whenever I pick even when I do um little combos and routines music is everything yeah. to me I feel like it's the most important thing like some people will video and they'll be like oh no it's fine I don't really care about the music and I'm like how how can you yeah. not dance like, <laughs> what, uh, how like I but I love finding tracks and be and like like you say when you connect to them and then you can dance to them I think that comes out in your style of dancing. It's yeah. definitely how I feel. Um, I think it can help people improve yeah. as well when you yeah. dance to music that you that you personally enjoy. Because like you say, you connect to it, you understand it. And you can see it in people as well. You can see if they're yes. a simpler piece of music or if not. Sometimes you can be like, okay, this works for you. Or kind of like, have you just been given this song and told to do it? Or just you couldn't pick, think of a song and someone said, do this. And you can just tell, you can really tell people connect with it, I think. And it, it really shows it's very important <laughs> yes have you ever judged yes I thought you did what yeah. did you what what comp did you judge um I've judged quite a couple I've done the MPD semi-pros the pros uh BPSC Lincolnshire Pole Championships um quite a couple yeah quite yeah a <laughs> and how did you find how did you find um judging oh I loved it you you were there you've been there like you understand yeah, how nervous these it. guys are I get to the point where I can't write enough down because I get so zoned out and people are like writing as they watch I'm like I'm, I get like distracted watching people and smiling back at them <laughs> you know how it feels outside and sometimes you get very serious like doing their job very well but very <laughs> intent and you're like I remember just wanting someone to smile at me so I'm just like this and then at the end it's like quick trying to write everything down you want to give them all this information you possibly can but you're like ah when as in you when you're performing you were looking for like someone to smile yeah, like, back at you smile or do something <laughs> please <laughs> it can be very intimidating it can be especially when you've got people just staring at you like this <laughs> yeah I can imagine I can imagine. well you clearly smashed it so <laughs> thank you kudos so I want to talk a little bit about flexibility because you're very flexible so is flexibility something that comes naturally to you or did you have um, to work at it hard I would say a bit of both so I'd never been able to do the splits. I had like a natural bend in my back. Mm -hmm. So once I started stretching and doing stuff for that, it come a little bit more natural. And I think I got my splits in about like six weeks, maybe two months or something like that. So oh, that's, that's quite quick. Yeah, so it's fairly quick. So it probably was like a natural bit of flexibility there, but I still had to, like when I first started stretching, I was doing it every single day, which I would not recommend. But I started off doing it pretty much every single day because I was like, I need to get flexible. I want to do all this stuff everyone's doing on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> story of everyone's life yeah. that's, that's all everyone asks isn't it like yeah. how do I increase my flexibility it's like you've got to work for it 
you've got to work so hard (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's still like an ongoing process even now like understand it is just not just about stretching it's about you know working your muscles making your muscles strong at the same time and all that stuff I never knew I'll just just pull my leg in and see what happens and just (laughs) yeah when you start to learn the muscles that need to be engaged and it and also how to properly warm up yeah <laughs> and also I I find with split training I personally found this anyway that everybody has their own individual style yeah and what what's important to them like for me I really really need to dynamically warm up yeah. and if I don't then it's it, it it did make things a little bit harder for me so yeah I think you know everyone has to find their their style and what works yeah, for them I agree. I agree. so then just I just want to circle back quickly to to you then going into teaching so at what point did you realize that you wanted to do this full-time like when was when was it you were like I don't I don't want to work for somebody else anymore I want I want to do this you you, you know like how because yeah. <laughs> that transition's really scary it is really scary and I think I taught while still having like a full-time job for a good couple of years before I made that plunge um yeah it was just like no I feel like you need to be around for a little while before you can make that because otherwise people are not going to come to you people are not going to be taught by you and also you need to kind of grow and grow as an instructor as well you can't just be like right I'm going to teach just quit your job even though you like I'm just going to teach beginners and it's just no you need to like grow as an instructor as well and I've learned a lot again just from teaching obviously doing courses and just training myself knowing what to do and what not to do yeah (laughs) yes yes yeah and it's just an ongoing process um so I'm not but yeah the last time it was I think my last job and I think this must have been 2019 or 2018 or 2019 I think round about the MPD time and my job was just getting really busy and I was just too stressed and I was like you know what I was going to work pretty much in the car just crying thinking I just want to go teach after I don't want to do this and I just thought you know what that's it yeah at what point like is it's that point where you think life's too short isn't it at what point do I do what I what what's going to make me happy yeah and I think it was I was a a very weird patch in my life as well at the time like my mum had passed away a couple months before this and I was like again you know what life's too short I'm going to give it a go and at least if it goes tits up I've tried (laughs) and and also once you you can just set back into full-time work yeah exactly it's it's all part-time like it's there's always jobs going I think that is sometimes what people need to remember but yeah um that's really interesting so lifestyle for you what does what does your downtime look like because your fiance you're getting married soon right (laughs) fingers crossed when is the date September but it's in Cyprus so we're currently still amber so we're just hoping for a green light at some point amazing (laughs) well firstly I want to say that I'm super jealous that you it's Ollie isn't it just make sure before I say the wrong (laughs) name Uh, (laughs) who's that Um, (laughs) I am I think a lot of people can relate to this by the way I'm super gel I, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've tried to get Rob on a pole and it's just oh it hurts no but even even trying to do a little bit of acro I'm like yeah. please just do some acro with me and it's like nope nope not interested so um how is that for you that must be amazing yeah well we met we actually met at MPD semi-pro so we actually met oh that's so nice I was competing and we didn't really talk at the comp but we see each other there and then obviously after the comp you you know you connect everyone you add everyone on Facebook and Instagram say oh yeah so you perform that's really good and then we just started messaging from there and talking and then kind of went from there really then he started going to Dan to get trained by Dan obviously then I see him all the time because I was there and yeah it just kind of spurred on from there really 
um, and here we are. <laughs> and so does, does he teach? Is it what his, he does full time or? Uh, no, he has a full time job. So he did teach for a bit, um, but it wasn't his full time job. So he did teach for a little bit and then had some time <laughs> off. And then he, he went forward and back for a little while. Um, and yeah, kind of since COVID, because he's been working and we had, we've got the X stage at home. It's obviously not tall enough for him, bless him. So he can't really do anything on it. But at the minute he's missing it because he hasn't done too much pole and he unfortunately broke his foot last year. So he's been on and off. Yeah. But, it must yeah, be good he because it. he must understand because when you're teaching full time or even teaching and doing it part time, it's, it's a lot of weird, can be weird hours. Yeah. Well, not weird, but a lot of the classes are in the evenings. You your teacher on the weekends yeah. you accommodate to your clients so at least like he you he understands your lifestyle yeah which is which is great so works, I, I think yeah. I think it's like the dream scenario yeah. <laughs> how are you gonna do you should do a little poll performance at the wedding I, I would fully expect an Instagram yeah. an Instagram you know like one of the ones that go viral it's gonna yeah. be you and Ollie <laughs> that is what I'm that's what I'm expecting to see in September I'll be very okay. disappointed <laughs> Oh, start dear. rehearsing start yeah. rehearsing get rehearsing oh god <laughs> so yeah your downtime what does that look like for you how do you block so mainly like for me I block out days so mm. although I work sometimes on a Friday evening Friday evenings for me is downtime with my husband yeah. and Sundays are like our day too so how does that downtime look for you like how often do you give yourself rest days what you know how do you rest how do you how do you switch off I can't say honestly if I ever actually switch off <laughs> no matter yeah. how much I try <laughs> yeah but um because I went through a phase of I was literally teaching seven days a week and um, I wouldn't train seven days a week I used to train pretty much a lot before Covid and then I got a little bit I had a big lazy patch I had a really really productive patch and a lazy patch and then it was on and off but um so training I'll try to train just before I teach normally like a couple of hours whether it's at the studio or at home or not at home yeah anymore. um and I try to now have Sundays at least Sundays for downtime but I'm one of those who's really bad and I get <laughs> get anxiety when I have messages on my phone <laughs> that I haven't read yeah it's horrible isn't it I, I, I hate it when you <laughs> no and when you when you're away from your phone for a period of time like on a Saturday for me, I have back-to-back -back clients and then I'm training. So I'm, I'm off my phone for about four and a half hours. Yeah. And then you come back to all these messages and I'm like, oh, where do I even yeah. start? Like, I'm so sorry, I'm not ignoring you. Yes. <laughs> it does get a lot, doesn't it? It does. And it does become a lot because, yeah. you know, you, you have a big following on um, Instagram. You're an influencer in, in the pole industry space. Like, do you find that, do you find that can be quite overwhelming at times? It can be at times. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> it really can can't it and I don't I don't think I think I don't think people understand how much it feels like you need to be present yeah and that that's what it is and it can get again you can get in your own head about it as well it's like oh, oh my god oh yeah. I haven't posted a video this week oh no everyone's gonna stop everyone's gonna unfollow me everyone's gonna think I'm rubbish oh no I haven't posted a video I haven't done this or oh I haven't posted a static combo I haven't done spin combo oh no <laughs> it just gets so in your head I totally agree and Rob said to me, actually it was only the other day that Rob said to me um if you don't post for a day no one is gonna care like no one will yeah. notice you're not yeah. gonna lose hundreds of followers and I'm like oh but I might. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but what if I do? <laughs> yeah. So I, I totally, totally get that. Um. So like, do, with like your recovery and massage. Well, well I say I, I tag 
massage in that do you get regular massages do you look after yourself in that way how do you how do you look after yourself when you're injured or how do you prevent injury happening well again pre-covid I was having massages I think every couple of weeks Uh, yes I haven't since covid again I haven't had one at all just because we've also moved and stuff and it's getting to know people in the area and I have trust issues because the last guy that was doing the massages was really really good and now I'm just like but what if I go to somewhere and they just they don't understand pole and they like they tickle me I don't need a tickle I need an elbow (laughs) yeah I need a deep deep sports massage I totally totally get that yes yes I get that yeah with I I try to just train a little bit smarter these days like I try I don't train all day every day because my body can't handle that anymore to be honest I try to mix up strength and flexibility whereas I used to combine it all together but that was just too much on my body so I try to separate the strength and the flexibility from each other and have like a couple days in between and stuff like that so that's the best way I just balance it by just separating a little bit more and that yeah for me and I think you've got to listen to your body as well haven't you and how you I, I exactly that I think it's training smart yeah being a because I'm I'm exactly the same as you so when I teach I have like a pocket of time maybe like an hour before where I actually use it to get to train a little bit prep for classes get some content so you when you're on a time schedule you've really got to like you say train smart make sure you're warm up you can't prevent you know anything you can do to prevent injury and stuff like that so totally get that so you mentioned strength and conditioning what does that look like for you so if you how how do you how do you structure your sessions how do you work on your strength and conditioning I used to do so I used to actually set aside like at least half hour before I would do anything on the pole and do actual conditioning like tucks pikes lifts like power climbs and all kind of stuff like that or just straddles like working on my lines but now I kind of do it I'll do like a nice warm-up sometimes I'll then do a little bit of flow to get me a little bit extra warmer and get my skin so it starts getting a little bit tacky Um, But I just now find that static combos, so I'll just start working on a static combo once I'm nice and warm. Like I'll start off my general spins, like warm up spins and like a little combo down low. Um, But then I'll just start working on static combos. And for me, I find they have probably helped my strength the most. Um, Yeah, because I think just all the pushing and the pulling and especially static rotations and stuff as well. I've got into those, I think, for the past year odd. And I think they make a big difference because once you understand the control and what your muscles are doing, like you're going one way and you're going the other, it's yeah they they have made a massive difference um but yeah I wouldn't say I actually set aside the whole half hour and do the like I used to now mainly because I just want to get on the pole and have some fun but (laughs) it seems to work now so I'm like I'll just stick with that then (laughs) yeah and I think like you say it's finding that balance isn't it because every but no one wants to do strength no one wants not not strength but no one wants to do the conditioning yeah but it's so so important yeah and I think it's a little bit I'll do like I'll just be like okay I'll do 10 tucks each side and maybe like five inverts each side and now I'll get on with it (laughs) I'm warm I'm warm so like do you do you do anything outside of the studio or is Um, it all studio based all studio based I have started this year well I go on and off with doing workouts off of the pole this year I started doing like hip training and a couple little workouts that Ollie put together for me um outside of it mainly just to use lose a little bit of <coughs> lockdown weight um and just to make it feel a little bit health healthier yeah. cardio wise but I can't say I enjoy it <laughs> I just I do it, it, it I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you really do have to want to do it yeah. I feel like people put too much pressure on themselves sometimes and then they feel like they have to go to the gym or they have to yeah. do xyz you know 
and they don't and they don't enjoy it and that's half the battle yeah so with what would be your advice to people that want to get stronger that can't do like it, yeah how what, what would you say to you know students that are looking to increase their strength like what how do you train your students how, what do you would what do you advise them yeah I think if it was a student wise I would be getting them to do conditioning like all my classes structure around warming up warm-up spins and then we'll always do a section of conditioning whether it's, it's probably like 15 to 20 minutes which doesn't seem like too much but at the start of every lesson and it helps I wouldn't say to them you know you've got to do five hours a week of conditioning to get strong to be able to do this because they've never come back no no <laughs> bye Jade <laughs> and I think it is all about that balance as well because you need I think every instructor puts in that pocket of strength and conditioning. Yeah. It needs to be in there. Yeah. It's so, it so important. Be. Yeah, it has to be. And also just, just getting your body ready for the movements, I think, yeah. with the core and stuff like that. Um, but then you have to make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you want people to come back. You want people to enjoy the lesson. So it's, it, is, it is that fine line, isn't it, of yeah. trying to fit in a nice amount of conditioning and then making, and then making the rest yeah, like, exactly. really fun for everybody. Yeah. So... I get that. So how much so how much time would you say over the week you spend training yourself? How much how much do you definitely definitely like do you block out a time that you know you're 100% going to be able to train for yourself? Or do you just fit it in as and when because you're doing yeah, it full time? And normally, like normally, I'm at the studio Wednesdays, most when most Wednesdays and Saturdays, and I'll make sure I'll either do an hour or two before if I can get if there's no one else booked into the studio, I'll do that. Um, and then the rest is kind of as and when. Sometimes I'll just do like again a quick little bit of content for like 20 minutes after a class if it's late and I need to get home. But I'll try to get a couple of hours in. But it varies from week to week at the moment just because I'm all over the place. Um, but yeah it just really varies like a good couple of hours but I try if I'm having a session like one like good session would normally be two to three hours if I've got that time to spare and that's normally a session I'm like I'm done now and I feel like I've achieved but just depending on time sometimes I can only get a half hour in or sometimes it now it's an hour um, so if you know that you've got that time where you know that you're going to train for like two three hours like it is a solid session for yeah. you do you do you plan that like how do you like, I'm going to be totally honest. When I go into the studio with my training time, I am heavily dependent on Instagram. <laughs> I am just going through my saves. And then I'm like, okay, this this will suit me today. Like, I'll watch something and I'm like, I saved it. It looks really hard. <laughs> I don't fancy doing that today. Or like something that's really splitty. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, I think mine, it depends on the day because I'll sometimes I'll be like, right, here's my plan. I'm going to work on this move. Like I'll have a certain trick. Like I want to do that trick. I'll do a little bit of flexibility. Um, and then I'll be like, okay, and then I need to recall this, this, and this and lesson plan. But sometimes on the day that just goes out the pan because I might be, I might be a little bit too sore in some areas. I might be like, actually, my yeah. hands really today. I'm not going to do that split move. So then I'll kind of get there, warm up, see how I feel. And the same as you, I'll just go to my saved and see what's there and just see what I feel is going to work for me on that day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good it. to know that it's good to know that other people do that because yeah. some people. Well, actually, I think it depends because it. I think it depends if you have goals. Yeah. Do you set? Do you set yourself goals or do you? You know what? Only when I'm competing more than anything yeah that makes sense yeah because if there's certain tricks that I want it want in a routine I'll be like right okay today I'm going to work on this trick or this combo or making this better but at the minute because nothing's really it's just just training for fun and just content and lesson planning and just keeping fit really at the moment but yeah when competitions start happening again it will be structured a little bit different yeah so you I take it you're planning on competing again yeah 
Oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. Um, so what will, so how will that look like for you then when you, so you, let's say you've picked your competition, you know what you're going to do. Where is, I know we touched on this anyway, but so is that where you'll start? Will you start, you know, will you start with your music first? Will you start with your trick list? Where does it all? Um, I'm very much tricks first. Tricks first. Yeah, tricks and combos first. Well, I'll base it around, I'll get a couple of flexibility tricks that I want to throw in there. Mm-hmm. I do like certain specific strength moves, like whether or not I'd like I'm going to put a deadlift in this routine or a power spin with a deadlift and I'll yes. decide. And then I'll start working on those first, start getting combos together, whether it's one static and one spin, depends how long the song is, but I'll make sure I get a spin combo and get a static combo. Because um, normally I'm still trying to find music at this point anyway, and you can make any combo work to any piece of music really. Um, so that's how I would structure it. Sometimes I start working on competition combos at least like five, six months before. Um, so it's yeah, a I think- process because a lot, sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to do an eagle in this comp or I'm going to do a rainbow Marchenko. I'm like, yeah, you still can't do that yet. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so it <all> changes. <laughs> I know I want to do it. And do you know what the worst part is? You know, when you can, you know, when there's a move that you want to do, you can vision yourself doing it. Yes. Like you're like, I know I can do that and then you'll go to do it and you're like Jesus Christ I'm so far off (laughs) yeah I was talking to Ollie the other day I was like oh yeah this song I was like and this bit listen to this bit that's where I'll be extending my leg in my rainbow Marchenko and you went but you can't do that I was like I know (laughs) but when I can this is what what I'm gonna do and then so you get your tricks down and then how do you work on your transitions do you just see what works best do you try a few out do you have your favorite transitions do you and also how is it because I've never competed so I'm not too sure so you're you're gonna have to teach me so you've got one pole static one pole spinning are they they're 40 meter and 45 uh, they're normally both 45 it depends on the normally, both normally both 45 but it depends on the comps I think some comps will have two different some will be the same or some might be 42s but generally they're 45s I think that's quite a little bit of a standard but they might be a little bit less sometimes um it just depends on the comp yeah so you've got your and then and then you so once you've got your tricks your so when you're transitioning between the two mm. is how, how do you how do you work that out do you just go with what works best for you do you you know what how how do you use that we all have like favorite transitions and stuff that we yeah. do quite a lot so i'll be like that will go in again i'll go through instagram see what's kind of relevant it's always good to have something i think that's quite relevant at the, t- at the time as well yes but what's the hot trend some, yeah like a hot trend but also some old school stuff maybe it's a transition someone we've all forgot about um and then sometimes like it's just playing around with it on the pole and just thinking how how can i get my leg to here and just trying to work new stuff out as well so it's still a little bit different which that's why sometimes when i say five to six months it takes a while because i'll be like we'll do this combo but how can i change it and make it a little bit different whether or not you're doing like a leg <laughs> movement that's different or i don't know changing a direction or it just depends um but you still yeah. make it stand out in a way so it's just not the standard stuff that you see every day as well at the same time yeah I always find that really interesting actually to go back over old stuff I do that yeah. quite a lot and it's something I've been doing a lot recently especially because if you post quite a lot yeah I've gone way back to like 2018 2017 and stuff that I haven't touched on for so long and yeah. like transitions and I look at it and I'm like I'm, I'll be so much better at that now yeah. I can make that so much cleaner and like I feel like you revisit stuff and you're like, oh, but I can add that on or I can, you know, yeah. So my final point for you today, I just want to finish up on diet. Yeah. 
I really wanted to make this, I really wanted to center around this, how you train lifestyle, diet, nutrition, stuff like that. So are you quite big on your diet? How do you, what does that mean to you? Do you watch what you eat? Do you, you know, because you're training so much, do you have sort of carefree, not carefree, but you know, something, you know, you don't have to, we know we're going to burn it off. Yeah. And we're working out every day. So how, yeah, how does that, what does that look like for you? Do you, and, and even more so when it comes to comp, how do you switch your diet up? Yeah, it, again, it varies when it's comp training, it's a little bit more strict. So I'll try and make mm. sure I'm just eating a little bit cleaner just for performance factors as well. Um, at the minute, it's all over the place. <laughs> I think everyone's is. <laughs> like, I think I had four takeaways last week. <laughs> but Love it. Time, I'm like, well, I'm going to burn it off. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, that's the, um, that seems to be like my answer for everything. If I have a donut, it's fine. Yeah, it's, fine. it's absolutely fine. <laughs> so in general, you don't have any sort of like, you're not really hot on it. You just sort of. Not particularly. No, I just, I try again. I try to be as good as I can. I try to make sure I'm having a bit of everything I'm meant to be having, like fruit, veg, like all my proteins and stuff that I'm meant to be having. Um, but I'm not too strict on it. I probably should be when I'm competing. I'm a lot more strict on it. And Ollie helps me as well. Cause he's, he's really keen on nutrition and stuff as well. So he helps me a lot with that. Um, but yeah, at the minute, it's, at the minute it's all over the place. But as, I try to drink as much water as I can because I used to be terrible for that. Sometimes I get for a day drinking one cup, <laughs> which is terrible. <gasps> I know, so bad. And then Ollie's always in my ear. How much drunk today? How much water have you drunk today? And um, so I'm getting a little bit better at that. And then I notice the difference. When I drink a lot of water, I feel great. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is this is yeah. And I bet you feel the difference as well when you tidy up, like when you tidy up your diet for competing. Yes, yeah. The, the I always find the difference in the way I train and what I can do is yeah. you you really notice a yeah it's mad a big difference so with your eating like do you make sure that you eat before you teach and train or do you do you eat afterwards like how is that for you how do you balance out eating or do you have like a set amount of time like some people can't eat for like two hours before they work out some people do you know what I mean like I yeah. the food to me doesn't matter I could eat an hour before I work out I could eat sort of 15 minutes before I work out yeah. but some people are really rigid regimented on it like do you have a no again I would probably if I was going to the studio depending on the time if I was there all day I would probably have something maybe an hour before I take some snacks with me but then I'd rarely eat my snacks because when I'm going I just keep going and I don't really yeah, the same. Um, yeah and then it won't be till later into the evening until I'll eat but I'll just have like a bigger dinner so yeah I, I haven't had that many calories throughout the day for example I've burned I'd be like well I can just have a really really big dinner <laughs> and yeah. then that's, that's normally how it works I just have a big dinner and <laughs> Yeah, refeed. That's yeah. how I like like to pitch it. Like I've worked out really hard today. Give me yeah. all of the food. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, Jade, thank you so so much for joining me. I am super excited to have you on. Like I said, I followed you for a little while. I remember you were down at our studio actually at one point training with. I think you're training with Brandon. So with Brandon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So I am. Um, like I said, I've been following you for a long time. So this is like super fun to have. But thank you so, so much for joining me. And, uh, and yeah. Thank you for having me. It's fun. I like 